was designed to encourage you, bring you hope, show you God's love, and inspire you to live every moment with purpose. I want to be an encouragement to someone today, and I want to talk about a diamond in the rough. When we look at this particular topic about a diamond in the rough, we tend to think about what does that really mean? What I consider a diamond in the rough is finding something that is not normally found, but you, when you find it, it's in a place and in a space where you don't normally find good treasure. You don't normally find where it is flourishing in a place that's full of greenery. When you find your diamond in the rough, it's usually in a place that's obscured. It's in a place that is far from where everybody else might be looking for it. It's normally in a murky place. It's normally in a place when people don't want to go looking for stuff. So when you find a diamond in the rough, you're finding a special quality about something that is not found easily. We, when we come to find out what a diamond in the rough is, it draws me back to the story of David and how David became or was anointed to be king. My scripture reference for this is coming from 1 Samuel chapter 16, and that the spirit of the Lord has left King Saul. So now he tells Samuel, to go to Jesse's house to anoint my king because I found someone who is after my own heart. When he gets to Jesse's house, Jesse parades in front of him all of his sons, but the Lord is not with them and the Lord doesn't want to anoint any of them. He proceeds to ask Jesse, is there anyone else? And he tells him, I have one son left and he's tending the sheep. So he brings David down and immediately Samuel anoints him. And and this is funny because when you are a diamond in the rough, someone has to go looking for you. Someone has to go searching for you. Isn't it amazing that when God wants to bring you to the forefront, he goes looking for you. He goes searching in the mud, in the myrrh, in the places where people don't normally go looking for you at. See here now we have Jesse who thought that when when Samuel came, that he would be 
looking for one of his upright sons and one of the ones that was already masculine and one that was already um, suited to be king. But little did he know that the one that was going to be the diamond in the midst of all of the rough would be David. How many times have you been left out? How many times have you been overlooked? How many times have you been the one that was put on the back burner where no one thought about you, where no one seemed to want to bring you to the forefront? You was an afterthought. You were the one that was pushed aside. You was the one that was scorned. You was the one that was left out. You was the one that was put on the back burner. See, we have to understand this, that you was not put on the back burner for just to be put there. God was preparing you for this. What do I mean by that? See, we have to understand that when a diamond is formed, it is formed from the earth's crust. It is found to be in a, a cold-like material. And when you look at the cold-like material, it's dark, it's gloomy, it's in a place where you don't think that anything will grow. You don't think that anything will come out of this that is going to be beautiful. And it is forged in the earth's crust and it's hot and it has so much heat to it that it pressurizes, it pressures and it holds together all of these different elements. You got heat and pressure at the same time. Here we have David now who is tending sheep, who has, for, who has been forgotten about amongst his own family, who has been forgotten about amongst those that that say that they love him. And then when Samuel comes, it is now that Samuel and the Lord starts looking for a diamond in the rough, the one that is overlooked, the one that is forgotten about, the one that is on the back burner, the one that nobody thinks about, the one that nobody has even thought that would be worthy of becoming king. So now David is anointed to be king. And what does he do? He doesn't assume the throne right then and there. He goes back to tending his father's sheep. See, isn't it amazing that when God calls you, even though you are anointed, that he doesn't send you because you have not been prepared for the sending yet. So what does David do? David goes back to tending his sheep. So now that, now that David has been anointed by God to be the next king, there are lessons that he must learn because he cannot ascend to the throne or be appointed if he is not proven yet or tried. Because what happens is you miss life lessons if you try to take possession of what God has not given you the authority to take over yet, even though you have been anointed. See, we got to understand this particular fact is that sometimes we get the anointing and want to run. But we got to understand that when you get the anointing, you have to wait for the assignment because your anointing now will prepare you for the assignment. See, we got to know this. We got to understand this, that the assignment comes after the anointing. I'll say that again. The assignment comes after the anointing. Why? Because the anointing will prepare you for your assignment. Now here we have David, who is now tending sheep. And now we jump to 
a familiar passage in the Bible going on to chapter 17, where now there is a war going on. And the war is going on between the Philistines and the Israelites. And here we have the men of valor who are at the forefront of the battle line and who is about to go into battle with the Philistines. Now here you have a Philistine by the name of Goliath. Goliath represents those things in our life, those things that are, are, are coming against our destiny in God, those things that are trying to keep us locked up, trying to keep us bound. And so now here comes Goliath into the battle. And now here he is defiling not only the people of Israel, but he is defiling God himself. He is now yelling out that, to who will be able to fight me? Who will be able to conquer me? He is yelling out inflammatory statements about the people of Israel and their God. Here you have David now coming into the scene of where the battle is about to take place. Now he comes now not to get into the battle, but he comes now bringing food to his brothers who are on the front line. Now, as he comes to bring food to his brothers on the front line, his brothers ask him, why are you here? He tells them that he's here to give them food, but he overhears that Philistine giant screaming. He overhears that Philistine giant yelling out, who is now going to fight me? Who is now going to be the one to come against me? And he yells out this particular statement that if you beat me, we will serve you. But if I beat your man, you will serve us. David now hears this and he questions his brothers. Why are we afraid of this uncircumcised giant? And his brothers tell him, go back and tend your sheep. Now, David and the spirit, because now you got to remember he is anointed. And he is the one that God has found as a diamond in the rough. He's the one that God is wants to use and, and, and bring to the forefront at this particular moment. But see, when you go, when, when God wants to bring you to the forefront, he has a special way of doing it. See, now he comes to the forefront and he is ready to shine. See, isn't that like a diamond when a diamond has been matured and a diamond has been fortified and a diamond is, is ready to be, be brought up from the earth. It happens in a volcano and the volcano pushes up the diamond through the earth and it is pushed through the earth at a particular time, at a particular pace and at a particular speed. Because if it comes up too fast, then what happens is it loses its value. And if it comes up too slow, it also loses its value. So it has to come up at the perfect time. It has to come up at a time and at a pace that it will be when it hits the surface, the air cools it. And now you can find it because now you can see little slimmers of light and you take off the top coal and now you have a diamond that you found in the rough. Here now is David now coming to the forefront. Here now you have David now who is now ready to take control of the situation. So now he goes to Saul and he says, Saul, I will fight that, that, that giant. I will go and conquer that giant. And Saul now questions David and tries to give him one. He does two things here. He first tries to give David his armor. 
And David said, no, I can't take your armor because I have not proven your armor. Your armor can't be with me because it's not mine. I can't take someone else's armor into a battle that I must fight. I can't take someone else's garment into something that I have to do for myself. See, ladies and gentlemen, you cannot take someone else's garment or someone else's armor into your fight. You have to use what God has given you. Don't worry about what God has given them. See, they have an anointing to walk in their gift. They have the anointing to walk in what God has placed on them. God has given you a special gift. God has put something special in you. So don't try to reach for somebody else's stuff. God has given you stuff to conquer your giant. I said something there. God has given you a special anointing to do what you have to do to conquer your giant. You cannot take someone else's anointing over into your fight. No. See, that's the problem that we have sometimes. We want to take someone else's garment or take someone else's stuff and try to use it when we have to fight. And it won't work that way. God said, use what I gave you. Use the tools that I gave you. I put my spirit in you for this particular place. I put my, my spirit in you for this particular anointing. I put my spirit in you for this battle. So use what I gave you and you will be okay. So now David now told Saul, I have to go and do it with my garments. He then now tells him, you're just but a boy. You're not ready for this. See, there we go again. Now, isn't it ironic that the one that don't want to fight will stop you from trying to get where you got to go? Isn't it ironic that the one that, that trying to stop you from fighting never wants to fight himself? See, you'll always have those people that will try to stop you from moving into your destiny even though they don't want to move into their own destiny. See, we have to be careful of people like that because they will always try to hinder you from moving. See, and when God places something in your spirit, when God places something in you, you have to go forth and what God has told you to do. And don't worry about what other people are telling you because they will only try to hinder you and hinder the move of God in your life. So now he tells Saul, he says, listen to this. God has prepared me for this. God has anointed me for this. How did he anoint me for this? When I was tending my father's sheep, a bear came out and took one of my sheep. And I was able to go ahead and I was able to go and retrieve that sheep and kill the bear. Then a lion came out and took my sheep. And I was able to procure my sheep and kill the lion. So if God has prepared me and, and fortified me to, to conquer the bear and the lion, who is this giant that is threatening my kingdom? Who is this giant that's threatening my destiny? Who is this giant that is going to stop me from moving? He is nothing because God has prepared me. God has prepared me for this moment. If it was not for, been for the bear, if it had not been for the lion, then I would not be prepared for this battle right here. See, we got to understand this, that as God is pushing us through and God is preparing us to, to be a diamond, he is fortifying us through the trials and tribulations of our life. He is telling us, Go through this. Go through that. Because those lessons that you learn will prepare you for your next battle. Though the lesson that he learned about the bear prepared him for the lion. And the lesson he learned about the lion prepared him for this particular giant. So we cannot, we cannot take the lessons that we are going through lightly, ladies and gentlemen. Because what happens is that if we don't learn from where the bear taught us, if we don't learn from what the lion has taught us, then we will not be able to prepare or be ready for the giant. See, each thing that comes through our life is a learning experience. We have to learn how we defeated the bear, learn how we defeated the lion. So when the giant comes in our life, we have, we have a memory and we have something to go back to. Say, if God did it, then he can do it now. 
If God did it then, he'll do it again. So we have to understand that. And so David now goes down into the valley. And as he goes into the valley, he sees that the giant now is mocking him. This little old boy is going up against a nine foot giant. We understand here that now David now is just going with a slingshot and a satchel. And so now David runs by the stream and he picks up five smooth stones from the stream. Now he takes the smooth stones out and he puts one in his slingshot and he starts to swing it in the air. See, we got to understand this, that God has given us one shot to kill our giant. And if you miss that shot, you missed an opportunity to conquer everything that's going to stop you from moving. He's gonna, if he, God has given us one shot and he's given us this one shot to move forward in our destiny. He said, right now, you have to kill a giant before it kills you. You have to move now because this is your opportunity to rid, the, rid your mind of all the doubt. Move, move all the doubters out of the way. Move all of the naysayers out of the way. Move all of the people out of the way that is trying to hold you back because they don't understand that you have to conquer this giant. See, the giant in our lives can be anything that is stopping us from moving. But God is saying, I've given you the authority. I've given you the ability. I've given you my anointing. You are my diamond in the rough. Come on and, and pick up the smooth stones. Put it in your satchel. Put it in a slingshot and get ready to swing it. And when you let it go, make sure that it's aimed for the giant's head. Make sure it's aimed to, for a kill shot. Because what's going to happen is, as it hits that giant, all of the things that are happening in your life, and all of the naysayers in your life, is going to come down at that particular moment. See, when you are a diamond in the rock, God has placed you in a, in a particular place and a particular season so you can be found and shine when he wants you to. See, we are a diamond in the rough. And when we are forged by God, when we are tried by God, when we are fortified by God to, to pull us to the forefront, he will go into the murky waters. He will go into that cold. He will pull you out and place you where you need to be. He'll place you in a, in a battle where you will be able to shine and conquer that giant. Remember this, that you are that diamond that God has found where nobody else was looking. You are the one that God has says, I'm coming after you. I'm coming to get you. Even though you've been through hard times, even though you've been through financial difficulty, even though you've been through emotional difficulties, even though you've been overlooked, even though you've been obscured, even though you've been under attack, I, those things have made you. They didn't, they didn't come to break you. They came to make you. And when you are fully developed and when you are fully matured, you will be brought to the forefront because then you will, then you will know that I have made you into my diamond and my diamond was going, going to have to shine in the midst of all of, in the midst of my people. You will be the diamond in the rough that God has placed to conquer and to defeat that giant. You will be a diamond where someone will come to say, I see you now. I missed you before, but I now see that God had you and he hid you for a moment like this. God is telling you, you are his diamond in the rough. Don't worry about what people are saying about you. Don't worry about how people are acting about you. Don't worry about if people overlooked you. God said, I didn't overlook you. You are my diamond in the rough. What a mighty word we just heard. I pray that the words that were spoken will encourage you to dream again. Listen, I need you to share this podcast with your family and friends. 
Uh, also, you need to follow me so you'll be notified when a new show launches. I would like to hear from you too. If you are blessed by the word, you can leave me a comment by emailing me at lindsayjones at destinytemple.org. I would also like you to be a blessing to the ministry. You can do so by visiting the church website at www.destinytemple.org. Remember to live every moment with purpose. Until next week, be blessed.